It's been a minute. Hello everyone and welcome to Fill My Cup Season 2, Episode 1. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Yinka, and it's been what, five months? I promise, I did not go ghost on you guys. In case it wasn't obvious, this isn't a year-round podcast. Think of it like your favorite TV show. It comes on for a few months, goes off air, and then a new season begins. But I must say, it feels good to be back, considering a lot has changed, and yet nothing has changed at the same time. We are still very much so in a parallelogram and can't go anywhere. Although I will say, staying at home has been great for me. I'm a homebody, so the pandemic has done nothing to the detriment of my social skills, considering I was never a social butterfly to begin with. Also, I can't believe we made it to season two. Well, mostly, I can't believe that y'all let me talk for 10 episodes. Especially since I like to think I'm more of a keep things to myself. And while I was working on season two, by working, I mean actually living my life. Again, this is not a year-round podcast, so I have to live my life if I'm going to write about it. In the meantime, between episode 10 and now, I found a therapist. Yes, I started therapy, and you should too. Therapy isn't a white people thing, and I am a believer in going to therapy on Friday and going to church on Sunday for my black people don't go to therapy, we go to church folks. However, church is definitely cheaper, so hey, Jesus is one phone call away, one prayer away, definitely cheaper, okay? But while in therapy, I realized that the experience made keeping things to myself a thing of the past. But then I ended that relationship because I got bored and I thought, I didn't need her. Man, if only I knew what would happen just weeks after I broke up with that woman. Note to self, never break up with your therapist. In retrospect, it wasn't her, it was me. Like I said, I'm more of a keep things to myself and therapy is the exact opposite of keeping things to yourself. I don't know. I think I have this expectation of therapy to be this big unveiling of my past traumas, but it was just an unveiling of things I already knew. And we never got past surface level of all my issues. Again, it wasn't her, it was me. Well, it was the both of us. If breaking up with my therapist has taught me anything, is that I need it a lot more than I realized. But that's another story for another day. Now with everyone locked in a house with no airplane in sight, I figured the best and <laughs> least expensive trip I can take is one down memory lane by way of my mother. This season, she will be my focal point as I tell her story and hopefully learn a thing or two about life, love, marriage, grief, sacrifice, and my personal favorite, a thousand ways to break a heart. Today on Fill My Cup, we find the meaning behind why I'm called Yinka. So grab a glass as we fill our cups with names. I am the second and third child of my parents. It'll all make sense soon. And although I'm telling the story, I find it a little fascinating that I'm not supposed to exist right now. So. Thank you to my mother for sticking through what she calls her most difficult pregnancy. You ever wondered the meaning of your name? I mean, I did. I wondered why my parents would call me by two completely different names. My dad always called me by my traditional name, Yinka, which he gave me, while my mom always calls me by my English name, Precious, which she gave me. And I found it odd that they almost never switch. So my mom never calls me Yinka and my dad never calls me Precious. 
I remember being young, wide-eyed, and bushy-tailed, asking my dad, what was the meaning of my name, Yinga? Wealth surrounds me, he said. So naturally, I thought, well, I guess they better start backing up the Brinks truck because I am the next Oprah. Now, fast forward to a recent weekend spent at home with my mom, who is currently on demand from surgery. I curiously asked about my name and how it came to be. Obviously, she had to give me the backstory of her New York Times best-selling life that went a little like this. Oluwadurotimi. That's my father's traditional name. And in its literal sense, it means God stayed with me. Now, if you remove the first part of his name, it translates into stay with me. According to the legend, my grandmother had a hard time conceiving. She'd lost one too many children, and my grandfather had long moved on to wife number three by the time my father came into the picture. Two decades later, the child lived, but his mother didn't. Oluwadurotimi would end up meeting my mother on a summer evening after his engineering studies. She was maybe 20 when they met in a parking garage as she walked her friend to the bus station. The village heat was unbearable, but she wouldn't leave her friend idle amongst strangers, so she waited a while before leaving. Unbeknownst to her, Oluwadurotimi was watching the whole time and thought to himself, if I don't approach her, I won't get a chance ever again. So he did. As she walked out of the parking garage and into the marketplace, the roar of the market came back to life. Okadas beeping their horns, downfall drivers fighting with non-paying customers while the EFMEs of the world were haggling with prospective customers for five cobble worth of bread. Oluwadurotimi finally caught up with her and that was the beginning of the end. They fell in love fast. And soon after, they were married. She was 22 and he was 29. It did not take long for them to conceive their first child. She was beautiful and came into this world, her skin as fair as gold. This child reminded him of his mother and was called Adirami. The crown befits me, signifying royalty. My mother was 23. At 24, she found out she was pregnant again. And like most couples, they were happy. Another child means another blessing. Although that was the beginning of their suffering. At the time, Oluwadurotimi had been victim of a get-rich scheme that left him in debt to a point he couldn't afford food, rent, or furniture for their apartment. As she tells it, they suffered so much they couldn't afford clothing for the child or the unborn. So she had to pick up a skill. Now, at 27 weeks pregnant, she decided on a random day she was going to make herself some maternity gowns because it was cheaper for her to make it than for her to buy it again. They were broke, as in dirt poor. <laughs> I love you guys, though, but yeah, I was broke. Okay. <laughs> Back to the story. I'm sorry. That night, as she lay down to sleep, a sharp pain woke her up. She looked around for her husband. He was nowhere to be found. During that time, he began seeing other women who demanded his time and attention, and he would provide that while leaving his pregnant wife and child at home with no light, food, or water. The way she tells it, even before marriage, he'd been seeing them still and never stopped. Then again, I don't think he could ever stop. The child was born February 14th, 1995. She named him Valentine. I guess you guys can figure out why. He would spend two days in the NICU before taking his last breath. As tradition would have it, 
They took the child to my grandfather's house for him to be buried. But my grandfather swore over his dead body because they didn't tell him they were pregnant in the first place. After much begging and pleading, he agreed. Now after the burial, my mother was miserable. She cried every day and was immensely depressed. So why didn't she just go back home? I asked. Because surely misery could not want the company of a man like my father. Shame she said solemnly. She was ashamed. She did not want a slew of I told you so's left in her wake. A year after the death of her second child, my mother found herself a petty trade business. She opened up a shop. Actually, she borrowed the shop and paid the owner so she could sell ice water, bread, and beans by the wayside. On days when business was slow, she'd take to the market a basin on her head, my sister on her back, the sun beating down while she sold ice water to passers-by. This went on for another year. Then she found out she was pregnant. Again. <laughs> this was by far her most difficult pregnancy. Although she was happy a rainbow baby had come, she was also cautious not to have another stillbirth. For a good part of her pregnancy, she couldn't walk. And one day, while she found herself crawling to the bathroom, my father stopped her and said, if this child is causing you so much pain, I think it's time we consider getting rid of it. Can we just, like, pause real quick? Yeah, just like a moment of silence for the fact that, Loki, I probably shouldn't even be here, but I am, so I guess that kind of makes me awesome a little bit. No? Okay. I, anyway, back to the story. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, like, I don't know, but like, I feel like usually with people telling people they get rid of a child it's usually like oh yeah it's just a boyfriend or whatever or like a one-night stand but like man i cannot imagine like like your husband saying yeah sis this ain't it like just take this l real quick yeah i'm gonna cry <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'm sorry let me come back to the story i'm uh, man i stay getting distracted y'all i'm sorry i'm so sorry okay the child was born months later Upon delivery, it was noted this child had what is known as jaundice. It's a liver condition that causes a yellowing of the skin. It's very common in newborns and also very treatable. But also, not only did she have jaundice, but her legs were inverted. Now, between phototherapy and reconstructive surgery, the child survived. I don't know how, but somehow she did. And by she, I mean me, because, you know, I'm awesome like that. But anyway, okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. As she recalls it, I named you Precious because when I looked at you, I knew this would be a precious child to me. Because surely, anything you love so much like a diamond is precious. And what does your name mean? I asked her. I'd never really asked that question before. It means patience, she said with a straight face. I laughed, because if you've ever met my mom, you know she's the opposite of patient. It's someone like you who should have been named Patience. I know I'm not patient, but oftentimes people aren't named based on their personality. Sometimes people are named after the situation they were born out of, she said. She goes on recalling my early years and my relationship with my father. Even when you were little, you'd crawl to your dad and he'd brush you off then call for someone to take you away. Wealth surrounds me, I repeated, trying it out like one would a clothing item they spotted down Fifth Avenue. It fit, and of course, the thought of being potentially wealthy carried me well into my teenage years, until I realized what wealth truly means. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm always in the mood to receive all the money in the world. But I have a different perspective on things now. There is wealth in health, if this pandemic has taught me anything, right? There is wealth in family, friendship, happiness. Everywhere I'm surrounded with the wealth of all I desire. And that, after all, is the true meaning of my name, is it not? Okay, guys, that's episode one. Once again, thanks for hanging out with me. I'm sure you have other things to do on this fine Sunday afternoon, but you're here and I appreciate you. I really enjoyed asking my mom about her life, mainly because it feels like she's lived multiple lifetimes in the span of one, and her story is really the most heartbreaking tragedy I've ever heard, and I only get to live a fraction of those years with her. In the coming weeks, we dive deeper and deeper. I might actually, well, I will cry, maybe at, <laughs> at some point, because each time she tells it, I'm always brought to tears. So if you're not down for that emotional-ish, this is your exit warning. But I would love it if you stayed a while. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Take some time to ask your parents the meaning of your name and see what comes up. Now you don't have to leave because I have 10 more episodes from season one. You can check out. And especially if you're new here, you definitely need to check that out. Or if you have absolutely nothing else to do for the rest of the day, you might as well binge listen. Trust me, Netflix isn't going anywhere. Plus, it's free. <laughs> Now, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcast and follow us on Instagram at fillmycuppod. You can also email us at fillmycuppod at gmail.com. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. As always, I am your host, Yinka, and you're listening to Fill My Cup, the podcast. Mm-hmm.